1: Make it rain.
2: Good morning, Jared. Good morning, Dane. I'm Alex Fasano with your Make It Rain News Update. Nice to see you here, Jared. It's, it's Thank a little you, different Alex. face, but it's nice to see you here. Thank Pleasure. you so much, buddy. Pleasure to have you on, Make It Rain. I'm sure you and Dane are enjoying yourselves for the first hour. Dane's the best. Oh, you already knew that, but... Uh, let's 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 stop uh, stop hyping Dane up a little bit and let's get into it. Um, let, yesterday I mentioned the Houston Rockets. I mean, y'all can show it if you want. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, see now look what we started. Look what we started. Opened up the box. Exactly. Say we got a couple of minutes for the update, but go yeah, ahead. Uh-huh. Um, let's get into it, guys. The Houston Rockets. I mentioned yesterday how there was a controversy controversy surrounding uh, James Harden's dunk that wasn't counted. Well, the lo- Rockets are likely to file an official protest regarding James Harden's dunk. Um, Houston was optimistic that the NBA office would take action. However, sources say that the Rockets will file a protest to ensure that the NBA office will have to make a decision regarding the situation. They obviously, I think they came out yesterday saying they were... Not really leaning towards anything, but I this is the other
1: way. So, yeah, the Rockets are going to force them to. Exactly.
2: Decide. This is just the Rockets being like, all right, we need an answer. And within the next two or three days, I believe it is like a 48-hour time period. If it
1: was LeBron, they
3: have already would have played the game already.
2: Well, LeBron apparently can take travels and not that get called. That was ridiculous so. last night. Unbelievable. Uh, he, he mentioned he said it was a mechanical error on his part. Uh, on so, his part. On his there part. You. So he's actually taking the blame for that one, <laughs> but still didn't count. They never called it. So cl- good job, refs. Uh, good job, NBA referees. Um, we'll stick with the NBA. Let's get through some games really quick. The Bucs took down the Pistons 127-103. After resisting the urge to fight Blake Griffin in the second quarter, Giannis Antetokounmpo led the Bucks to the win. He finished with 35 points and 9 rebounds. Chris Middleton added 17 points, 8 rebounds himself. Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin both finished with double-doubles. This is Milwaukee's 13th consecutive win so far on the season Congratulations to the Bucks. We'll see how they fare, uh, continuing throughout the season. Let's go to the Mavericks taking down the Timberwolves, one twenty-one to one fourteen. They I uh, wanted to highlight this game because the Mavericks showed everybody that it's not just Luka Doncic. Uh, Dwight Powell mm. had twenty-four points on nine. Galen
3: Brunson was really Galen good Brunson too in the fourth good. quarter. Was a, won a huge bet for me last night for Dallas. Good for you, Jared. Yeah. But Powell, the only one I had last night.
2: Powell finished nine of nine shooting. Unbelievable. Two mm. of two from the three. He was doing great. 24 points on the day. Luca finished with 22 points, obviously. And KP added 19 points of his own. Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins both finished with 26 points for Minnesota. Let's mention the MLB really quick. You guys will talking yeah. about it a little bit. Zach Wheeler and the Philadelphia Phillies are in agreement on a five-year, $118 million contract. Wheeler turned down a larger offer from the Chicago White Sox that was around the area of $120 million million dollars. The former Met made sixty starts over the past two seasons. This is his uh stat line really quick. Twenty three and fifteen, a three point six five ERA and three hundred and seventy four strikeouts. Now I don't know about you, but I'm sure the Mets are not too happy about sending him uh division wide, but hey you know they must be happy for Wheeler. You got a good deal, and he's a dominant pitcher that can help a struggle. And yeah, all these fans better. aren't happy
3: about it. Well, uh, yeah,
2: that's why I'm a little, I'm a little <laughs> iffy about it. But you know they're
1: happy that they're happy that the Wilpons are going to sell yeah, the team. there's, that's about there's it. something to be happy about. There's a there's a light at the end of the tunnel though. After what we heard yesterday, yeah. I think that is a huge piece of it news.
3: Um, and how long I until mean, the a Warpon countdown clock gets bought out by City Field? I like that. I, 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 I heard I, I, you guys I talking about that.
1: I made you made could have that like that. on the Apple that pops up after the home run. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, absolutely. But I, I do think, yes, it is a five-year thing. But this, we were having this conversation yesterday, um, me and Joe. We were talking about some of these franchises, you know, whether it's the with Dolan or mm-hmm. Snyder or, you know, like how it starts at the top and how owners never fire themselves. Totally agree. And then what do you know? In essence, the Wilpons fired themselves yesterday, and it's but basically we'll the billions it. guy, right? Yep. Isn't it that you know yeah. uh, Steve Arians, yeah, Steve Steve the billionaire? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the guy that was they, that they Netflix.
3: based the billion yes. show off of, like Lewis. <laughs> yes. So you know, does that mean we're going to get what's what's the guy's name? Uh, uh, Damian
2: Lewis. I, well, I think well. we need to get a Damian Lewis sighting at City <laughs> Field this year.
1: I'm sure we will. We'll talk about it. What else you got to update us on, Alex?
2: Uh, well, I was going to mention the Mets, actually, but, you know, we'll go right past that. Uh, let's get into a fun little story here in the NFL. So um, the representatives from the Archdiocese of Baltimore gave a number eight jersey to Pope Francis during a visit in Rome. The jersey, which features Jackson's number eight and has Francis on the back, uh, was autographed by Lamar Jackson and John Harbaugh and the Baltimore cool. rep Archbishop William Lori. Stated that they got a big smile out of Pope Francis, and it was just a really happy moment. Now I ask this: <laughs> Does this is this a, a higher power at work now with the MVP race? Are we are we uh, against all odds here? <laughs> you know what I mean? That the books sh-
3: get killed okay. if Lamar wins, so I wouldn't be surprised if if Russell Wilson sneaks it out <laughs> because well, the no, books get. Ki- I was reading this today, Dane. The books get murdered if Lamar wins the MVP.
1: Like it's bad, yeah. so Jared. I wouldn't be surprised if you rewind the tape and you look at week 1 uh make it rain and fantasy freestyle this guy would have told you that the best value on NFL MVP right so he put a bet was at 22 to 1 on Mr. Russell
2: Wow. Yeah, the books need Russell bad. <laughs> they do. i um, Russell yeah. as well. Hey, if he keeps playing like this, it's still anybody's race. Big game on Monday. Big game on Monday, but we'll see. But tonight we got Thursday night football. It's the Cowboys taking on the Bears. Cowboys are your three-point favorites. The total is 43 and a half. Alright, I'm gonna send it back to Jared and Dane helping you make it rain this Thursday morning.
3: You're listening to the Sports Grid Network. Let it
2: ride!
0: You remember the class where I taught y'all how to make it rain?
2: Make it rain.
0: Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All
1: right, hour number two here of Make It Rain here on the Sports Grid Network. I'm Dane Martinez. We got Jared Smith in for Joe today. Joe's, you know, gallivant that decided to leave Miami in December. How dare he? Uh, I know, but we're here holding I'll Take him the work, down. though. Yeah, sure. No doubt. You, you're with us uh, tomorrow
3: as well, right? Yeah, no, you got me for another 24 hours. Going back to the in-game live later and then bright and early again tomorrow morning. That's six yeah, to man. seven hours. Interesting. Because, uh, you know, you do it a lot uh, with the solo stuff. It's yeah, like,
1: you're just rapping, I- man. <laughs> yeah, man. Fancy freestyle, 7 a.m. Yeah. And Thursdays doing it by an hour is all good, but you know you got your super producer Mr. Bavona there as well. But listen, here's what I want to talk about. We we we're, we'll do the some of the signings, Hamels, Wheeler uh, uh, in the next segment. But we, you know, the Mets, the Whoopahons fired themselves I yesterday. I know,
3: and it's funny because like in finance, like you know, you can't just like you know get out of that. You know, it's like a slow
1: build. <laughs> when we don't like a manager, you know, or the GM or whatever, and we're like, up, oh, but you know franchises are all the time stuck with you know ownership ask Knicks fans about Nolan don't ask ask Chargers fans Spanos family you know what I mean and it's it's it really flows from there but yes Steve Cohen who already did have a share of the team I think think it's about 22 yeah I think you know
3: it's not just from out of the blue you know he was already a minority owner on the team so it's almost like ownership
1: being shifted in a way exactly Okay, uh, the, the term they're using is increasing his stake, mm. but guess what? That stake is going over 50%, yep. and that's all you need to know. What I heard, Jared, is that he's going to end up with 80%, and that 80% of the team is worth $2.8 billion, but it ain't a drop in the bucket for him because Steve Cohen is worth $9.2 billion. Nice. Dollars. Speaking of and making it rain. Yeah, really, and I'm also hearing that he would be the richest owner in all of baseball and that he's going to spend the money. Yep. So that is great news to Mets fans. This is not now an ownership shackled by the Bernie Madoff nonsense, and he's going he's to play. He's going to play. He's going to spend money to sign people. He wants the back about it's damn gonna take time. It's going to take five years for this to kind of wean in, but this is a happy day for Mets fans.
3: Absolutely. Guys. It's about time, and the Mets are – cheering this and 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 they certainly should but again four more it lost years picture
1: though They lost the picture and so philly's cheering Short term we'll talk about that on the other side it's the it
0: rain on sports are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast sports grid will provide you with real-time content statistics and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day. Here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid.
1: It's making it rain here on the Sports Grid Network. You got Dane Martinez and Jared Smith in for Joe Bob in his head, feeling the groove there as my man, the manimo Chris Bobonis, brings us back here on Sports Grid. Listen, you guys were just talking in the update, Jared, about uh, LeBron and traveling. And I got to tell you something. And don't get me wrong, I love to bang on LeBron <laughs> as much as possible. But back to back nights at Denver and at Utah big wins. Well I are not talked easy.
3: about it during the early during the early show. That's it was impressive. That's not easy, okay? They're no. good teams. They At altitude. altitude. Yeah, add
1: altitude. And AD's got the flu. Yeah, and you don't see and all that. And you don't see any load management going on.
3: No. I, I'm I'm off the load. I mean, mm-hmm. in load management, it's kill I mean, I, I get it, but the NBA is starting to have a real problem on their hands here. Yeah.
1: And, and I don't think it's gonna get any better. You know, and and, and they got a little look about them right now. Mm -hmm. Those Lakers, I'm saying, Jared, you know, and and the point I made even going into over the summer was this is the first offseason that LeBron has ever had. Okay, LeBron has had a playoff, a long playoff schedule playing like a month of playoffs. Team USA commitments every single summer of his life okay this is the first time you get a fresh LeBron maybe you don't need that load management and the Lakers are doing them thing in the chat room Jared I know you're an NBA, NBA guy a little bit also people want to know yeah. your lean on Denver and the Knicks tonight at the Garden Ooh. and that's what got me thinking about Denver and how the Lakers were back to back in Denver and Ooh, Utah Denver and, and the Knicks tonight about Thoughts on the Knicks tonight? I mean, like, aren't they an auto-fade because they're going to fire Fizdale and it's a dumpster fire?
3: You know, it's, it's funny. The Knicks, this has been my strategy with the Knicks this year. Bet the Knicks in the first half. They take the lead and then fade them. I've made right. a lot of money betting against the Knicks with leads this year in live right. betting. Uh, that's the strategy. I did it with the Sixers game the other night. We did it in the Boston game the other night. They had leads in both games in the second half. And you could get both teams, Boston and Philly, as plus money underdogs. I want to say mid third quarter. I mean, it's that's just like that's like the moment when you just fade the Knicks.
1: And the beautiful, you talk about in game live. And Jared, there's a saying in the NBA for a reason in the NBA, everyone makes a run. Yes. And you got to be able to know that for in game live betting. I literally, you know, um, Last week, you know, Thanksgiving, the holidays and stuff, I got friends in from out of town. I was catching up with some friends. We're watching a Knicks Raptors game. Okay. And I'm talking about how I'm doing a lot of in game shows and you'd be amazed at how the lines move and blah, blah, blah. We look up, the Knicks are up eight on the Raptors in Toronto. Yeah. In the second quarter. And I was like, for example, guys, right now we should bet the Raptors' money line because yep. the Raptors are only given like a point in this game, in game live. And they were like, oh, yeah. You know, no, and I had two guys, friends that definitely know about basketball, played college basketball, and they were like, oh, yeah, the Knicks are still going to lose this game. I was like, exactly. And so we bet it, and then I kid you not, Jared, literally the Raptors go on a 22-2 run <laughs> to blow the Knicks out of the, the water. Knicks are the the you know,
3: second half t- and, and we looked at some stats. I think they've got, like, I forget how many losses was it was on Sunday. I think on Sunday when we looked at the stat, they had 16 losses. And in 11 of those 16 losses, they had a lead in the second half or tied in the second half. I mean, that's just – that's just – and that's coaching. That is coaching. Not being able to finish games. So,
1: I'm not gonna point I'm not gonna point the gun at Fisdale though to our previous comment without the with the Mets. It starts from the top, in my humble opinion. But baseball, the Mets, you know, the idea of um changing or not changing, but you know, starting to take the training wheels off of Cohen as their owner over the next five years is not the only news um out of New York, okay? The Mets are down a starting pitcher, yeah, Jared, because Wheeler, Jared Wheeler, Zach Wheeler, excuse me, has uh, signed with Philadelphia Phillies five years a hundred and 18 million. If you don't consider Cole or Strasburg, Wheeler was, you know, kind of what's behind door number three for teams and the Phillies land them. I know Chicago. the White Sox were interested. A bunch of other teams were at the table. Five for 118. And don't look now, Jared, but the Philadelphia Phillies, you know what I like out of what they're doing? When they're signing guys, they're doing it from division rivals. Real Muto from Florida. Harper from Washington. You'll take Wheeler. So they're not only augmenting their own team, but they're kind of digging their opponents and rivals at the same time. I like what they're doing.
3: Yeah, you know, you've got to give credit. Of course, you've got Joe Girardi in there, former Yankee yeah. skipper, so it, it'll be really interesting to see how they come out.
1: Gory also, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah,
3: exactly. I, I, I think Philly, you know, Atlanta made a move yesterday too with Cole Hamels. Uh, I I think the Mets are kind of in that spot where they know what they had and, and they were they were okay with losing Wheeler. And they didn't really make a push for him, and and I I didn't expect them to because even off from a deal, it's yeah, even it, it, off from it, a it contract, they didn't make a push for him at all. Uh, and I think it was money that obviously kept them back from that. You know, they they got to pay DeGrom. they got to pay all these guys, and 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 the Phillies uh, got the leg up. And and again, baseball season, I'm not quite in that mode right now, but the okay. winter meetings are are heating up, and I think the winter meetings is really when you'll start to see a lot of the posturing become more conjecture and less posturing, and there's actually going to be money on the table with these teams. So, uh, you know, we saw the Strasburg and the Cole meetings with the Yankees over the last couple right. of days. Uh, leverage? Yeah, That it's, it's kind of like, back and he forth. He
1: wants to use the Yankees as leverage. Like, hey, in essence, in essence, Boris, right, for Strasburg, for example, is like, hey, Artie Moreno and uh, with the Angels, I know you want to open up your pocketbooks, but... We're talking to the Yankees. So, how about you add another 20 exactly. million Exactly.
3: Yeah, and, and 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 that's what you do. I mean, that's, you know, negotiating tactics 101. Uh right. I don't it's kind of this reminds me of the the precursor to the NFL draft. This little month here mm. in baseball. Yep. I don't Can't buy and yeah, I don't buy anything I read. Uh obviously the Yankees are going to meet with who they're going to meet with. I'm still not convinced they're going to even make a, you know, competitive offer to call. I think they'll make an offer to him, but I do not think it's going to be in the same ballpark as some of these other teams. I think the Yankees are still kind of, you know, reeling in a little bit with the salary cap and, and you know, their, their, their luxury tax issues. Obviously they, you know, bought out Jacoby Ellsbury. So they're going to have to still have to yeah. pay him, even though they're in a dispute contract dispute with the insurance. And I don't know, you know, the legal mumbo jumbo involved with that, but they're still going to have to pay him at some point. Uh, and and I, I don't know how, how engaged they're really going to be with Strasburg or Cole. I know they're acting like they are, yeah. but we'll see when the, when the rubber meets the road and this contract gets signed just how far off the Yankees were with their offer because we've seen them make offers to these players in the past. You know, recent history, they haven't been one of the high bidders. They have really stayed out of the free agent market. Over the right. last couple of years,
1: they have been in a, trade a lot more been in the trade market. Correct. You know, guys like a Paxton, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that's the way they want to do it. For the Yankees, listen, if it ain't Cole or Stroudsburg, then all these other arms are just the same as what they have. If anything, they need a value-added Game 1 starter. Agreed. They need someone to put above Severino. Like Severino, Paxton, Tanaka, that's great. Game 2, 3, and 4. Mm-hmm. They need someone above that. You mentioned Cole Hamels also. He signs a one-year $18 million deal in the NL East as well with the Atlanta Braves. And listen, now, Philly, you know, they can run out Nola, Wheeler, and Arietta now. Atlanta, they've got young studs, Soroka, Freed. They can now add Hamels to this. That division is getting interesting. you got to figure that Washington will lose Strasburg. Washington may lose Rendon. You know, there's still a lot of arms there for the Mets as well. Uh, that's going to be a very interesting division yeah, moving forward with the residents. I, resident I, I certainly agree.
3: I think the NL East is fun. Uh, I think the Braves kind of hamstrung themselves a little bit. I thought they probably should have made a move more for Bumgarner than Hamels. I think Bumgarner's got a little more left in the tank than Hamels. But, but Hamels
1: knows how to pitch and win games in the league. Yep. yep. And, All right, I'm going to give you a homework assignment.
3: Okay. I'm
1: going to give you a homework assignment like during that. the break. Stare at the World Series odds for 2020. Okay. I think there's, you know, because you say all the time, like, it's about timing, right? Get the number. We're talking about you, like, you want to wait if you're a Baylor fan for Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of movement in these futures numbers. Oh, as absolutely. Time. Good point. And Very next, good point. Right? So, like, for example, when this was happening right on the eve of free agency in the basketball, the Clippers were 14 to 1. You anticipated some of those moves, right? You can get a great number. So I'm going to ask you, Jared, on the other side of the break, what team is staring at a big number now that you think will be dramatically different when we have this conversation in about a month or two? I'll tell you right now. I believe it's the team that just traded for Dylan Bundy yesterday. Mm. And it's not because of Dylan Bundy. It's because Cole and Stroudsburg and Rendon and Artie Moreno may spend a billion dollars this offseason.
3: Yeah, that could That's be interesting. Guess. I mean, I I, I just but, I'd love now, to see the Angels make a move, but it's I, yeah, just, it's so tough with them.
1: And we're gonna waste all of Trout's prime. I know. And- you don't go out and hire Joe Madden if you're not ready True. to up your chips.
3: We team. saw that with pools, though, and it didn't work out.
1: We'll see so if there's we'll any see. other. We can gain in these odds, and then we turn our attention to the NFL. It's been here on SportsBridge. Bridge. Jared and Dan, coming back. Engine number nine. Come on back. Make it rain here on the Sports Grid Network. Jared Smith and Dane Martinez. I got to let you guys know also, listen, put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports. Field. Go to FanDuel.com grid and you will receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com grid. Point spread, game totals, props, parlays, in-game wagering, college, pro sports, and you are in control. Go to fanduel.com/grid, open your new f- account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over and in New Jersey only for FanDuel restrictions apply. See website for details. Jared, what we're going to do is try and figure out this Thursday night football game. Oh yeah. here in a little bit and figure out listen cuz people are like, "Oh word? I go to fanduel.com/grid. They're going to get a free $500 bet today, Jared." We got good tell as them it. We got to tell them what to do with it. All right. But um, first, let's let's I, I did want to get your answer. Do you think any other teams, if you want to get ahead of it, are maybe going to make a big splash signing some guys in the next couple of weeks or in the offseason? Or right, what teams do you think will look a lot better in, in two months than they do now? Are there any inefficiencies here? I threw out the Angels. I think it's their time to go. I think they're going to hit the gas pedal. Um, both those guys to Cole and Strausberg are West Coast guys.
3: Yeah, I and think you nailed it. I think you nailed it. Angels at 40 to 1, I think's where you're going to get the most value now. I I was surprised to see the Braves at 11 to 1. They're the fourth favorite right now. Astros, Dodgers, Yankees, Braves.
1: Braves, that is four. interesting.
3: So, if you want a team to fade, you know, that's you're going to lose value with, I would
1: say Atlanta's probably that team. These Phillies at 17 to 1. They Phillies, just got
3: an- Yeah, Carter. Phillies is interesting at 17 to 1. Yeah. I think there's some value with the Brewers at 30 to 1. Uh Party. Yeah, I, I think the Cubs are going to come back down to earth uh, a little bit. The Cubs right now and the Cardinals are the two top NL Central teams at nineteen and twenty to one. Uh, I, I would take the Brewers at thirty to one. I think they they've got a little more value there if they can ever figure out what they're doing with their rotation. The Brewers' offense is just stacked. Christian Yelich is you know the best player you know in, on the planet uh, in the National League. So uh, I. The- I-
1: in the National League. In
3: the National League. I think oh. Bell I think Bellinger's probably right there too. But Yelich and Bellinger back to back, uh, you know, are probably one of those spots and then Trout and the AL, I would say those are your MVP candidates early on.
1: What if I said DeGrom is the best player in the National League?
3: Yeah, I mean I that's why they've got their I I go back I have a buddy about I have a buddy that I go back and forth baseball with that he thinks that the Cy Young and the MVP should be the same, but I, I disagree with him completely.
1: Yeah. All right, fair enough. Let's turn our attention to football. A couple of headlines before we look at Thursday night football, and we tell people where to spend that five hundred dollars with their free FanDuel bet. Two things. Uh, listen, we're going to talk about Thursday night football, but Monday night football. Oh yeah, will have Eli back. Oh, um, my goodness. Daniel Jones is in the walking boot. Looks like Daniel Jones is not going to go. Looks like it's very likely they are now saying that Eli will be back in the saddle under center. Good for as me, I- Eli. Yeah, Good is this? Me, this is like a you know, this is a little swan song. This is a little. That's a little victory lap kind of thing, right? You know what the funny thing is, though.
3: If you were to ask me, if you know, as someone who's lived in this area for a long time and have a lot of, I'm a Jets fan personally, but I have a lot of Giant fan friends. If you were to ask me, the one team that Eli never plays well against, right. the Eagles. <laughs> ne- I mean, never. I-, I don't know what the exact record is. I mean, I'm sure it's probably around 500 because that seems to be Eli's record of against right. every team. Uh, but it just feels like the Giants. With Eli, never play well against the Eagles. So it's kind of right. ironic, in a sense, that that's the game. It is. That's the that's the reunion game for him this week. It is
1: where are Brian Westbrook and Deshaun Jackson when that's you need true. Them? That's uh, true. That's true. That's yeah, true. Let me ask you this though, because Danny Dimes, Danny Dimes is amazing. You know, he, yeah. he he runs for touchdowns against Tampa and all. The Giants are two and ten. The shine has come off the Rose. Daniel Jones fumbles the ball more than anybody in the NFL. So. Listen, I'm not trying to say Eli is, you know, amazing, but, you know, Daniel Jones' performance has gone down. Is this better now? Like, how? let's talk about capping this game. Yeah, It's now nine and a half. I think it was less before, so that means to me that money is moving in on Philly. I don't know if it's as a result of this announcement or anything else, but does this give the Giants a better chance to win on Monday night?
3: I think yes. I, I think it does give them a better chance to win the game. Uh, I don't think any of the Giants' problems have anything to do with Daniel Jones. Uh, yeah. Obviously, he could, you know, not fumble as much. That's certainly, right. you know, but that certainly would help his cause. <laughs> but the Giants' problems revolve around one thing and one thing only, and that's the coaching staff just cannot figure out how to handle any of their their personnel issues. And Pat Shermer, I've I've said it on this show, he's just a loser. I mean, it, it it's just, you know, I, I I'm not I'm I'm not enamored by by what he's done. There's been a and I know injuries. Oh, Jared, they've had injuries. Every team deals with injuries. Every Jets team played, in the NFL deal with injury, deals with injuries.
1: Jets playing a third string quarterback for a month, yeah. and their high prize free agent linebacker signing has been played. How about played the, Red maybe Redskins? A the
3: Redskins? The yeah, I mean, Redskins are dealing with injuries so bad they have players on their team that don't want to play because they don't trust the medical staff, and they have more <laughs> wins than the Giants. So I, yeah, the I, I, I'm not buying the
1: whole injuries uh, the the uh, excuse. No, absolutely. And you know what it is for me? Also, Shermer's gotten cover because Adam Gaze across town has been just more spectacular yeah. in his failures. You know what I mean? And also and he's got has
3: those to- weird looks at the press conferences the where his eyes
1: are like, you know, it's really easy to put Gaze on the back page of the is. Daily News. And it's the Jets.
3: The Jets are always the little right. brother.
1: I mean, that's just it's, the way it is. It- bit of cover for that you know I also have a lot of Giants fans friends Jared and them on a text chain they're talking about hire Ron Rivera okay so let's go to Carolina Rivera gets canned earlier in the week and now what do you know yesterday it comes out Cam's gonna have the foot surgery Yep. All right, and I think this is clear the Carolina Panthers are now fully turning the page on both Rivera and Cam Newton Agreed. This is whether it's Kyle Allen, Will Greer or door number three like an Andy Dalton or who knows something like that they are moving on and I think listen I think there's a couple of other teams that should in fact take the opportunity afforded them and turn and turn over from coach and quarterback um what do you think is ultimately going to be happening there in Carolina
3: you know it's funny Carolina's got a tough spot because you know they they're kind of in between on cam I think I think they want cam to stay but they obviously are concerned with his health and his new owner yeah, 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 exactly. And and he's a hedge fund guy, he's a finance guy, so he likes to play the numbers just like we do in a different way. Uh, I I think Carolina, and you know what, I, I love them this week in Atlanta. Uh, I love I love playing teams the week yep. after they fire their coach. It is one of my favorite trends in gambling. Yep. You're getting three points in Atlanta with Carolina. I, I like Carolina to cover the number this week. Maybe they win it outright, but they're definitely going to give Atlanta a tough game. I don't know why
1: Atlanta's laying points against anybody this year. Uh, so gonna, to each stretch where they won and look good. Remember, they beat this Carolina team weeks ago. Remember, they beat the Saints and the Panthers recently and their defense looked real good doing it. But this is the second time around and Carolina, maybe it's rally up time. It, for the it is.
3: And, and And we've seen this in the NFL. We've seen it in hockey, especially these guys get up. When you know, because when 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 a coach gets fired, everyone kind of like, oh, okay, well, you know, it's hitting the fan now. I better I better sack up. So they're I, I, getting the, right. That film yeah. is going to be watched exactly, and how they play the game after is always telling. And I think Atlanta puts a good. I think Carolina puts a good effort in Atlanta this week.
1: Yep, that's. I'll tell you what. If I'm a new coach, that's the game film I'm looking to. When it wasn't on the line, who's still working hard? Who's still balling for me? Who's still doing it for the organization, regardless of you know if there's still playoffs involved? But you talk about Cam. I see it differently, Jared. I think Cam's
3: gone. Mm. I mean, he very well could be. I, I I just don't know enough about the injury and the healing process to know. I, I, I also have to look at his contract situation before I make got
1: a one year eighteen million
3: left. He's one got one year, year eighteen is it guaranteed? That I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna look that because I, because I, I, I mean, I think Cam. It, it, it's all about health. Everyone said preseason he looked great and he feels great, and then he just didn't. You know, he just he, he wasn't. Clearly, that was not that was fake
1: news. Yeah, I, don't know if I told you that Cam is the same age as Andrew Luck, yeah. same age as Rob Gronkowski, same age as Doug Baldwin. Okay, yeah, It's getting to that time. Listen, and over the last whatever it's been five, seven, ten years. Who has taken more punishment than Cam Newton, Jared? Nobody. I mean, since
3: Who? 2015, it's been it's
1: been a our accident. A steady, steady steady over times he played that Sunday. Okay. And not only has he taken a much punishment, but much like a guy like Shaq and others, the refs don't even call stuff against Cam. There are 15 <laughs> yard penalties left and right against Cam. There yeah. are headshots against Cam that don't even get called. Okay. And and here's the other thing. And people laugh at me when I say this all the time. For a guy like Rob Gronkowski, why the hell come back to the NFL when you have so many opportunities in front of you? Okay. You can do Gronk Beach and, and on Fox and all that stuff. Jared, are you telling me that if Cam decided to walk away, that like the E Network and fashion magazines and all sorts of opportunities, like Cam will be in the public? Oh, yeah. I mean, That's- he's
3: got the looks. He's got the entertainment That's- quality. He- People love him. Well, I ask you he's gonna that. do a if lot you- of Dan and Oiko's triple zero yeah,
1: commercials. He's-, he's pushing yogurt. He's yeah. going to be a fashion week correspondent, you know, all that stuff. So why the hell should he come back? Why the hell should he play
2: at all?
3: I mean, I, I-, I hate to see guys go out the way he would go out, which is, you know, he couldn't even throw the ball earlier MV- this year. He's won an MVP award. I know. I well, I think we're seeing. I, I think we're seeing that the 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 ego come into play a lot of it. You know, we're seeing like like take take Adam Vinatieri, who clearly should not be in the league anymore, but wants to continue to kick. I, I don't know what's inside Cam's head. You know, you'd have to ask him. But it, I I would be surprised if he just right. walked away. I, I would be surprised if you don't right, so see he- Cam Newton take another snap in the NFL. That would be. I, I would take if hey,
1: if you were to would, cap that. I would say it'd be
2: plus a million that he
1: doesn't lot of times us as fans we project what we want and what we think they should do and let's not forget the man is taking a lot of punishment he's in his early 30s and he's got millions waiting for him whatever he decides to do if you want to know the truth what i do believe honestly what i would find a prop bet on i don't believe cam is completely retiring i don't believe cam though will be the starting quarterback for the carolina panthers i actually think jared that cam newton be a quarterback for a team that is playing tonight, and let's get into that. We'll look at Thursday night football, Bears, Cowboys. We'll tell you how to make that package you're gonna get. We talk Thursday night football. We like on the other side of the brain, Jared and Dave. Whoa, it's making rain here on the Sports Grid Network. I got a great bet tonight. It's like, whoa.
3: Um, I got a couple for you, Dan. I got a couple.
1: I want to hear that. We got one segment left here before we turn it on over. to game warranty and proof for uh, the morning after. Ariel Epstein joining as well. Uh, Jared, you doing morning after as well? No, at least not to my
3: knowledge. Uh, I'm I'm done. I'm done here. I'll go back to sleep. Uh, Maybe I'll, you know, get a little workout in hang out, and then come back right here for in-game live at 8. I think
1: you're doing – you're on in-game live tonight, right? I think the first time. on Thursday. I got yeah. Fantasy Freestyles at 8 p.m. and then yeah, in-game man. live. We'll I'll be there for the it. first hour holding it down for this very game. So let's talk about it, Jared. We got the Dallas Cowboys and the Chicago Bears. You know, Venmo Brian was in my ear being like, I'll take care of him on the on the Cowboys. I meant the Bears because I don't believe in Mitchell Trubisky. And so uh, to start my analysis of this game, Jared, I will reiterate – I don't believe in Mitchell Trubisky. Um, I think we're going to be on opposite sides of this one. I have a feeling. At the same time, (laughs) no, but at the same time, I do believe in the home team on Thursday night football. At the same time, I do believe that there are issues in Dallas. And at the same time, I do believe that Trubisky is making very, very incremental progress in this game, you know, I was I was laughing at Ariel on Thanksgiving when she took the over one and a half touchdowns prop.
3: I think I gave her that.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I was like, nah, they're going to run the ball. They're not going to need to throw. It's Detroit and blow. And then he threw for not one, not two, but I believe three touchdowns. So oh, he, he had s-
3: that one in the first half that I, I, know. I we, we I remember talking about that with her. We were talking about that one the night before the game. Oh.
1: So, it sounds like you're on Chicago. I may be on the home team as well. Make your case for Trubisky and the Bears, Jared.
3: Yeah, well, there's a couple things when I was capping this game that I think are important. First thing, this is not your traditional Thursday night game. These two teams have had a full week (laughs) off. So, it's not your Sunday Dallas plays, now they have to go on the road to Chicago on Thursday night. It's been a full week for both teams. So... You know, I, I don't know how much that matters. I, I think it matters more for the road team that's traveling on Thursday night. So, th- I think you can take that handicap away in this spot. You don't have to worry about that. Second thing, I I, I really, you know, this is, uh, the line's probably spot on. This is probably going to be a field goal game. I think there's slight value with the Bears at home plus three. But I, I, I do think special teams is going to decide. I know that sounds so cliche, but I, I think special teams is going to decide this game, and here's why. The, the Cowboys are the worst team in the NFL allowing opponent field position in special teams. And I, that's a, to me, that's an eye-popping stat because special hmm. teams usually doesn't win you games, but it certainly, certainly can lose you a game. And the Bears, usually, I like, think, have the best. Rick Yes, that you, the last one. The Bears have mm. the best special teams player in football, Cordero Patterson. His anytime touchdown props fourteen to one tonight. I lo- that's a sprinkle for me. Hmm. I, I mean they've give they've, they've gotten him involved in the offense a little bit. I think he's got like thirteen receptions, like eight carries this year. So there's a Does chance he for that, that, that he brings
1: one. Individual he returns kickoff anytime or touchdowns is anytime be touchdown. That wouldn't be like Bears special teams defense touchdown. I think anytime touchdown is anytime
3: touchdown. Game. I'll have to confirm that. But, Let's double check that. But yeah. yeah. But if even if it's not, I think there's still some value with him, anyways. But I I want to say I want to say the special teams touchdowns count for okay. for individual players. But I I will confirm that for you. But either way, I think Patterson at fourteen to one's got some value. I think he makes at least one big play in this game and gives Trubisky a short field. And if yep. you give Trubisky the short field, I think that obviously plays into Chicago's favor. Dallas, the worst team in the NFL, allowing opponents field position. That's the stat that kind of. Led me to the Bears in this one, and I'll take the three points at home.
1: You know, when you're when you on that special teams angle, um, also this week, and I know because I had shares of him in fantasy, Brett Maher is looking like a dumpster fire, the kicker. Yeah. For the Cowboys missed a few on Thanksgiving and had to get the dreaded vote of confidence from Jason Garrett as well. How much and of like a vote of
3: confidence is that really from Jason Garrett when oh, no, he's basically of- a
1: dead man walking? Oh, right. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, if you expect it to be a very close game, um, then, you know, a missed kick could yes. really be a yeah, difference. Yeah, Dallas special teams when... have struggled.
3: And, and Chicago, I I do think Patterson's the best special teams player in the game, probably the but best kick returner it's, in the game it. right now.
1: You know, we talk about all three phases, and it's interesting in a game that's a, a, a field goal spread, um, you know, I don't think it's a crazy idea to look at if you think uh, Chicago has a dramatic special teams advantage in the return game, in field positioning, and in the De Niro from Pranero versus Maher, who like, <laughs> is dead yeah, man let's, walking. Let's,
3: let's hope the Bears don't have to kick a lot of field goals tonight.
1: <laughs> let's hope. Let's hope. All right. So uh, – I know we always play a little bit of prop bets as well, Jared. And I got to tell you something, man. You know, we like to learn from each other here on SportsGrid. There's a lot of times when I'm, I'll am i listen to whether it's Gabe or Joe or you or anybody else on this network and in fantasy for the BFFs and the closer, Chris Ventra. And they say things, and I'm like, you know what? That makes sense. I want to tail that. I want to get on that as well. And I can only imagine uh, there are some people out there that respect me enough to do the same. You a couple – a few weeks ago – Maybe a month ago, Jared. You told me that when it comes to prop bets, that's the one place, especially if you're in a little bit of a rut. Well, you're, you'll lay. You'll lay juice. Yeah. You'll lay minus one on a prop bet. You'll lay minus 170 on a prop bet because of you found um, when there's heavy juice on those prop bets, they come in. You know, and I don't care if, if I got to lay it if it's going to win. You know, the win is still, you know, the same. Yep. It's just like uh, the outlay is a little bit more my risk. But that's a good strategy. Can you tell the people out here that may have hearing that from the first time or just watch Make It Rain and don't see you as much? Can you talk to not just giving the prop bet itself? We'll go to the prop bets in a second. But talk to me about the strategy of why you like that as a trend when there's heavy juice on prop
3: bets. 100%. So So prop bets, unlike... Uh, you know, the market for the spread and the total prop bets is, a, is an exotic bet. So you don't get as much public action on those bets. The action comes in hot and heavy to one side for the most part. Uh, when you look at, and, and I do this a lot, mainly when there's a big sample size. So I don't do it for anytime touchdowns because it's, it, those are so scattered. Uh, for receptions, for yards, especially receptions. Yeah. Receptions actually is, in my mind, the biggest one because you get all of the players and you see all of the receptions totals. And for the most part, they seem to be pretty standard between three and six. That kind of is where we're at. You know, you might get a few six and a halfs with like a DeAndre Hopkins or like a Michael Thomas right. might be like a seven and a half. But for the most part, between three and six is kind of where the most of the receivers and running backs live With the total receptions. So, I'll give you a great example. I'm looking at the numbers tonight. You got Randall Cobb, three and a half. You got Michael Gallup, three and a half. You've got Jason Witten, three and a half. You've got Ezekiel Elliott, three and a half. Four Cowboys who are pretty well targeted in the passing game. Obviously, Amari Cooper is the big number, five and a half. But just let's look at the three and a half numbers to use this as kind of like a, a standard sample size. Four guys at three and a half. Michael Gallup at minus 175, stands out to me. And you would take Cobb, Gallup. Those are probably the two guys that you would look at in that spot as the value at three and a half. Cobb's minus 140. If you're capping that, you'd think, well, Cobb's the slot guy. He might get more targets. Gallup's the deep threat. He might get more stretch plays down the field for yards, but maybe not receptions. But the odds tell you otherwise. The odds say that you have to pay 35 cents more of juice to get Michael Gallup at over three and a half than Randall Cobb, even though logic would maybe lead you to believe that the slot receiver might get more targets and more receptions. But the juice in this spot leads me to Gallup. I don't know if I'm going to play Gallup tonight, but when I'm looking at this type of prop card, that is what stands out to me because obviously there was a high volume of sharp money that came in on Michael Gallup at some point over the last few days because you have to pay 35 cents more of juice uh, in order to get Gallup at the same number when you would think maybe logic would dictate Randall Cobb, who's a slot receiver, would get more targets. But that's not what the odds are telling you.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. No, thank you for explaining that. Now, let's apply that logic. You talked about some of the Dallas wide receivers. One of my my prop bets are going to be on these Bears running backs, Jared. Okay. Um, and, and specifically, Tyree Cohn in the receiving game. The I love that Cowboys, one, too. Over three Cowboys, and a half receptions
3: for Cohen. I'm all over that. There
1: you go. The Cowboys give up uh, the fifth most uh, receiving yards to the running back position. Okay, and I know David Montgomery is their early down back, but Tyreek Cohen. And by the way, Montgomery is like kind of returning from injury, so I could see yeah. Cohen on the field a little bit more. You said the receptions prop. What's that? Three and a half? Yeah, and and I was looking. I was doing research on that I'm one looking last at the night. Yards too. I'm looking at the yards too. The receptions are three and a half. The yards, Jared, is 27 and a half right now.
3: Yeah, I think both of those are spot on. Uh, He's gotten four targets, at least four targets, Tariq Cohen, uh, in the last four games. And you would think the targets for running backs are not like targets for receivers. Those
1: completion percentages are better. Very high,
3: exactly. So four targets to me, I think, gets it done. I, I think four targets means four receptions for Tariq
1: Cohen. Uh, and I only I, 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 locked that one in on a screen one of them goes for 19 yards yeah. I'm good to go so would you like the would you like the catches or the yards better the cat the, the yards are 27 and a yeah, half
3: I, I think y- I think yards is the riskier of the two plays because okay. you could get four I've seen numbers with Cohen four for 19 I think was last right. week. so you know I, I think receptions I think you're gonna see him get his the yards can be a little finicky I actually think the longest reception might be a good number. I I haven't looked that up for Cohen. Um, longest I don't know if, reception, yeah, longest reception for Cohen. If it's anywhere south of nine, I don't, see, I don't nine, see that
1: for Robinson, Miller, Cooper, okay. and Gallup.
3: That might be one, one to look at for uh, for Tariq Cohen. Uh, you know, if if you don't want to play the yards, if you think the yards is too high, maybe he gets one. You know, I mean, I think there's a couple ways to play it on the yards, but I really like over over three and a half receptions. I definitely will be playing. In fact, I just locked in two picks. Uh, uh, over the last few minutes, one of them was that. And the other one was a uh, I'm playing a golf. I'm I'm in a degenerate soccer mode today. I'm playing Qatar against Saudi Arabia in a golf cup soccer match at noon today. <laughs> Why not? I th- think we lost Dane. So I'm going to, I'm going to keep going here. So uh, yeah. So Tariq Cohen over three and a half receptions, uh that's what I locked in for, for NFL tonight with props. Um and, and also I'm definitely gonna be playing the Bears plus three. I don't know how hard I'm gonna play the Bears plus three. I'm getting to that point with with the NFL where I'm just like oversat I'm just I'm just oversaturated with some of these games. I think the value's on the Bears plus three at home. But I, I I again Trubisky's probably the wild card there. Um interesting spot. Interesting spot for for the Cowboys. I'm very curious to see how they respond in this game. Uh they just got manhandled against Buffalo last week, and again, we're, we're seeing really solid things from the Bills, so I don't know how much stake you put in that game and how you compare it to tonight's game against the Bears. I would actually say that the Bears' defense might be a tick better uh, than the Bills' defense, and, and the Cowboys got the benefit uh, of a home field advantage last Thursday, so I, I, I don't know why that line hasn't moved yet, um, I did see some sharp action yesterday on the Bears plus three, and I was convinced when I woke up at 5 a.m. this morning that I was going to wake up to a two and a half, uh, but we didn't. Uh, However, that being said, we are starting to see the juice flow in Chicago's direction. When I was doing morning line about an hour, two hours ago, it was uh, Bears minus 105, Uh, At plus three, it's now minus 110. I'll I'll make the prediction right now that this line will not be three at 8 o'clock tonight. I think it's going to be two and a half, and if it's not two and a half, it's going to be heavy juice, 20, 30, 40 cents of juice maybe uh, to the plus three. Public coming in heavy on Dallas, as you would expect. The Bears, uh, I want to say they're getting about 20% of the bets right now, um, and and I would expect uh, Chicago to get a little bit of the favor back at some point tonight. Two and a half would be where I think that line closes. Um, All right, what can we do here in the last minute or two? Uh, So we were talking a little about the college football playoff. We know we've got that poll on FNTSY Twitter page right now who the number four team is going to be in the CFP. We didn't get to my little conspiracy theory uh, on this during our last segment, so I'll give it to you now in the final minute. So Georgia's obviously the inside inside team there. If they win, they're in. Uh, Let's go for... Uh, let's just say for for hypothetical purposes, Georgia loses. And it's between Oklahoma and Utah. I don't know why CFP did this, but Oklahoma State's the number 25 team in the rankings this week. And I am convinced, conspiracy theory-wise, that they left a four-loss Oklahoma State team in the college football playoff rankings just so they could give Oklahoma one more top 25 win before the final rankings next week. I think Oklahoma gets in if it's between Utah and
0: Oklahoma. This is Sports Grid. Get on the grid. Did you miss me?
3: Here's what you missed on Make it rain. And I don't Oklahoma with what they did in the second half of that game already feels confident that they can score on Baylor's defense. So I think Baylor spreads it out and opens it up early. I think the overs got some value here. I'm going to wait to see if, if if it moves at all by the end of the week. I mean, I know it's already Thursday morning, but 64 and a half, I think is pretty fair value for a big 12 game, especially Oklahoma who can move all at will.
1: So let me ask you this because I like the way, you know, we're, we're looking at the weekend as a whole, Mm -hmm. right? And one of the things you've been saying is the impact of that PAC 12 game. Hey Jared, if Org if if the Ducks win on Friday night, yeah, then by your logic, why not take the under then? Right, then the need for style points goes away, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it does. I,
3: I mean, I I don't know if the total is as reflective of that. Okay. Maybe I I think the total is more reflective of w- what the pace of the game will be. Um, I I agree with your logic there, and you know it's hard for us to maybe. Put it too far in advance because yeah, Oregon I don't want be- to extrapolate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. O- o- Oregon beating Utah. What I think, I think that would shake up the landscape so much that I would look to Baylor in that spot because I and think Baylor that, thinks I, they're I, live. Yeah, exactly. And Baylor hundred exactly. percent. So mm. I, I think the, I think that Oregon Utah game is so fascinating, and I, I like the Pac-12 for taking. I would say they're taking a risk by putting their game on Friday night and kind of you know showing their hand early, especially this. And I, I know they didn't know that this was going to be the college football playoff scenario right. when they were going into the year and they booked these games on friday night i do think they play on friday night every year but i think what it does it sets the table for saturday very well because utah has such a linchpin impact on where this college football playoff uh scenario goes over the next few days utah losing on friday night would be the first domino into what i think would be an underdog trend for the weekend
1: yeah absolutely let me ask you one more thing about this game uh matt rule and lincoln riley will both be in the nfl next year oh (laughs) what do you think
3: I've been on the Lincoln Riley bandwagon for about a year and a half. I've got, I, I've got an Oklahoma, I've got an Oklahoma CFP title ticket that I'm kind of hoping maybe they sneak in, but uh, Matt rule. No, I don't think rule goes to the NFL. I, I think Lincoln's
1: got a shot. I, He's coaching the Cowboys in five, in a month. I know, and a half. I
3: know. I'm, I don't know if they're going to fire Jerry Jones. It's crazy. I mean, I don't know if Jerry Jones is going to fire Jason Garrett. As crazy as that sounds. I, I, he left the door open. I don't know if you read that quote. Uh Jerry left the door open. He like said he'll be coaching somewhere in the NFL. Yeah, he left the door open for him to stay. And I think that's Jerry Jones hedging his bet a little bit. You know, Jerry's a gambler too. He's a gambler too. Uh and Jerry kind of left the door open there. Uh I think if I think if the Cowboys win tonight, it'll be a much different tone in Dallas. If they lose it's so the NFL's like every week. It's like it's crazy. Yeah. One week he's the best coach in the league. The next week's the worst. Like it's crazy. Yeah,
1: absolutely.